at One Day University. We feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your army of volunteers were achieving at New Heights, we wanted to get involved. We're happy to work with you to leverage the internet and make quality education accessible and affordable to everyone, everywhere. Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us to get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, my name is Freddie Vandola, and I got to thank you once again for tuning in to the New Heights Show on Education. Uh, again, my name is uh, Freddie Bandola Jr., or you can call me June if you want, and I will be talking about technology and cyber awareness. I'm so happy I get the chance to introduce this topic at NHEG, not only as a volunteer or in IT, but as a geek at heart. So just a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born and raised in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and moved to Loma Linda, California late 2011 to pursue my studies in IT. I graduated with a Bachelor of Arts in Administration with a concentration in Information Systems and Technology. I'm also, to be, I'm also happy to be part of NHEG for two major reasons. One, they inspire and I could relate. Um, I myself was in what you would call a bright student growing up. Uh, high school was actually one of my biggest struggles to the point where I was short a couple of credits required to graduate. But after just having the nerves of steel and those around me who uh, supported me, I did it. And two, I care. Knowing that this organization is promoting education as a cause, I chose to volunteer with NHEG to help provide and assist those who have a bright future ahead of them. Not only on the technical side of things, as I'm also part of the Blackboard support team, but with my thoughts and ramblings and hopes to boost confidence and serve inspiration to those who need to pick me up. Now, I know it's going to sound cliche, but I'm going to be stern on this. So coming from a former student who's who's faced countless uh, obstacles to, and pretty much my words to another student, I gotta say, don't give up. Do not underestimate yourself. You're a lot more powerful than you think. Think about those who want you to succeed, who look up to you, or who your role models are. They're in your life for a reason. Embrace that. That being said, uh, NHEG is an organization that cares about the education of others and making sure everyone that works for it deserves a fair and equal education. New Heights Educational Group promotes literacy for ch uh, children and adults by offering a range of educational support services. Such services include assisting families in the selection of schools, organization of educational activities, and acquisition of materials. We promote a healthy learning environment and enrichment programs for families of preschool and school-age children, including children with special needs. 
All right. So uh, how the show is going to work is that I'm going to talk about my topic, uh, do weekly tech tips, and end it off by taking some calls provided that I don't overdo it with time. Now, because I am using a basic Spreaker account, I do have the 15-minute time limit. So I'm going to cut this episode into two parts. And uh, I'll be closing off at the 13 to 14 minute minute mark. And then I'm going to jump back for in for another 15 minutes. In any case, uh, today's topic is about malware. Probably the most hated thing in technology. Right now, you might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. So... I'm going to start this topic off by uh, giving a bit of my origin story and how I got into my career. And I have malware to thank for that. So my love for technology started when I was about 11 or 12 years old. Uh, my parents bought a Windows Millennium computer for our home office with a high-speed internet connection. Uh, my family used it to connect to family members and friends through instant messaging. Uh, they used it to organize important documents, uh, they did some banking, and probably some shopping here and there. But I was only going to use it for two things, which was uh, watching shows and do some PC gaming. So I was then introduced to a peer-to-peer -peer client or a program that lets you download any type of media such as music, uh, videos, and sometimes games by having those files shared uh, between users with the same client. Um, it was a great program for downloading media, however, little did I know that it had legality issues and potential malware that could harm not only the computer, uh, but my family's sensitive information stored on the computer. So, mindlessly downloading my favorite episodes of whatever shows and the best games that were out at the time, I do not condone this 100%. Please get Netflix, you guys. So, yeah, so doing that... Um, the computer was slowly being corrupted by malware. And um, as time went by, uh, my mom gets a call from our internet service provider a few weeks later. And they told her that she has been spamming and sending out advertisements on dating sites, uh, prescribed medication, gambling sites, and other ads that I probably won't speak about over email. So not only that, our computer was deteriorating because of these malwares being spread throughout our system. It was so bad that a purple gorilla would pop up in the middle of my game every few minutes or so telling terrible jokes on screen, blurting out these did you know facts that my 11 years old self didn't care about. So if you guess Bonzi Buddy, uh, 10 points. Um, so. My mom gets off the phone with our internet service provider, tells everyone in the house, my family tells me off, and I take the blame after crying for a good while. So, my fault, my responsibility, I take action with our antivirus. Uh, I was using Norton at the time, and it was expired. Rendering it, it was rendered useless at that time. Well, at this point, yeah, that was, it was pretty much done. So I do my research on these viruses, and I successfully remove them manually. So from here on, I thought IT was what I wanted to do. 
So uh, from my origin story, you can pretty much get an idea of how bad malware can affect your systems. It could go from something as terrible as you having malware affecting your parents' personal email accounts or something more severe. Now, I remember uh, when I was back in uh, Cal State, I remember taking part of a group project in my business management class where we picked a topic to present and uh, we picked healthcare systems being a victim of hackers by stealing healthcare information. Now, healthcare, healthcare information isn't just uh, limited to uh, what a person's ailments are or what other types of uh, medical history uh, he or she has. Uh, matter of fact, it's a full warehouse of information that includes addresses, uh, social security numbers, and other sensitive information that these hackers can get their hands on. So as of last year in uh, 2010, uh, not 2010, sorry, 2017, um, healthcare-informatics.com states that there were uh, 477 breaches being reported in the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services or the media and information available for 407 of those incidents, which affected a total of 5.579 million patients' records. This uh, website also reports that they were also a victim of a type of, a type of malware called ransomware, which I will get into shortly. Um, technology is supposed to be awesome, right? You know, we're glued to it. We have our phone. It's pretty much glued to our face. But, you know, why does something like this, why does something so convenient turn out to be a disaster? Well, there are two answers to this. For one, we have insider jobs where someone in the company has a nasty, nasty agenda. Lastly, um, mistakes, uh, mistakes just tend to happen. There are times when our curiosity gets the best of us to the point where we just open up our email at work, school, or at home, claiming we want a free trip to some exotic vacation spot. And this email just begs you to click on the attachment, apparently containing instructions on how to claim the prize. And when you open it up, your computer goes crazy. So I hope to go over some basic cyber awareness by talking about the different kinds of malware and how little or deadly they are for both your computer and the information you store in your systems and how you may be able to prevent them. Now, notice how I'm not throwing the word virus around. So a virus is a form of malware and uh, antivirus software AVG and their official website states that uh, malware, which is short for malicious software as any piece of software that was written with the intent of doing harm to data, devices, or to people. So when I say I had a virus on my computer that made it act slow, uh, we can actually rephrase that to um, I had a type of malware on my computer that made it act slow. By saying the word malware, we are actually referring to the whole group of types of unwanted software that we do not want in our computer. Malware is usually developed by a black hat or a hacker with a uh, intention for the purpose of doing harm. So who uses them? Well, like I said, you have an individual black hat, you have organized crime, or even as far as terrorist organizations to target government intelligence agencies, businesses, or citizens. Malware can be used to corrupt data, uh, spread unwanted software throughout systems, or even create a kind of infiltration point, or in technical terms, a backdoor for black hats to gain access to sensitive data. All right, so um, what are these types of uh, malwares that we have? So we have a virus. 
A virus attaches itself to clean files and infects other clean files. It can spread as far as to go into a computer's files that are vital for the computer itself to run and eventually render the computer useless through corruption and deletion of systems files. A virus can ex can appear as a .exe. All right, keep in mind, uh, as I go through the list of uh, viruses, um, I will be posting these uh, these uh, resources or sources down in my uh, Spreaker account. So wherever the episode is, that's where I'll put my um, my sources. Now, um, I am kind of running out of my 15-minute time, and I'll get back to it. See you soon. This podcast is brought to you by Silicon Valley High School, the world's fastest-growing, video-based, self-paced, teacher-supported, fully-accredited online school that's recommended by more than 96% of students. Take individual courses at just $95 each, or earn your high school diploma at any age. Check us out at svhs.co. All right, thanks for tuning back in. So I left off on viruses, and now I'm going to go into Trojan. So this type of malware is disguised as files that, can you, that you can be familiar with, but the file itself is not what it seems. It can be, a disguise, it can be disguised as a popular program, a computer game, or even a configuration tool for a certain program. Once executed, we can think of it as a movie dealing with covert ops. You have a agent disguised as a guard, and once he gets into the base, the agent calls and tells his accomplices, Hey, I'm in. I am unlocking the back door now. And all of his buddies raid the building. So in this case, uh, the Trojan is inviting all other malwares to infect systems and networks. I can tie this malware to... So... Before I say anything, uh, I'm going to be going over spyware, so I can pretty much tie this malware to my favorite movie, um, Infernal Affairs, which is a great movie, by the way. So we have a police department where there's one cop who is actually a member of a criminal organization. This quote-unquote cop is actually taking notes on the department's activities and operations, gaining intel on different officers, and reporting back to the chairman of the organization to make their next move on taking down police taking down the police department. So in this case, this malware is designed to spy on your activities on the computer by taking down credit card numbers and getting passwords or to monitor your web surfing habits. So what is a worm? So a worm infects entire devices of, it, it infects uh, entire networks of devices, either local or across the internet by using network interfaces. It uses uh, each consecutive infected machines to infect more. So, pretty much sounds like a zombie movie, right? Well, worms were notorious back in the late 90s and early 2000s, and a great example of this would be the I Love You Worm. That worm was developed by O'Neill de Guzman, an undergrad of AMA Computer University of the Philippines. His reasons for releasing it? It was an accident, apparently. It, was, it wasn't much of an accident when de Guzman stated on his underground undergrad thesis that he, propo he proposed the implementation of a Trojan to steal internet login passwords for the purpose of affording internet connection. Yeah. What the word did was it, was it would send itself as an email with a subject line, I love you, Mother's Day, order confirmation, or a forwarded joke. And it would send itself as an attachment with a .pbs file. This worm would then affect companies such as Ford, the Motion Picture Association of America, and even a denial of service attack on the official White House website. The damage costs? An estimated $10 billion. The sad part? 
Filipino authorities uh, dropped charges against the Guzman as there were no computer espionage or sabotage, sabotage laws at the time of the incident. So, what is ransomware? This piece of malware is just like how it sounds. Think of it as a twisted individual holding up a hostage and demands a large amount of money to release the hostage. Same idea with uh, ransomware. This malware can lock down your computer and threaten to damage your computer, unless ransom demands have been met. Now going back to what I said about healthcare information, there were hospitals and healthcare firms that were attacked by this type of malware, and this ransomware went by the name of WannaCry. Yeah. If I was infected by th that thing too, I'd want to cry too. What this ransomware did was that it demanded at least $300 to $500 in Bitcoin, and if the demands were not met within a certain time frame, files would be deleted. So aside from the damage done to healthcare systems, the damage was so severe that it affected more than 200,000 computers and 150 countries. Thankfully, uh, Microsoft has released security patches so that any computer running Windows won't have to deal with that problem anymore. So pretty much Mac and Linux users dodged that bullet. What is adware? It's probably the most irritating piece of malware you can find on, on the net. So once this malware starts up by running some kinds of uh, malicious program or surfing through unsafe websites, you will be welcomed with uh, pop-up ads every couple of seconds. Sometimes they could even come in layers as more and more window after window starts filling up your monitor. It's almost similar to the Trojan malware as it can create an access point or backdoor to your systems and invite other malware in. Remember my origin story? Yeah, my computer was infected with adware. What is a botnet? Botnets are networks of computers that work together under the control of an attacker, kind of like the worm and its zombie-like properties. But it needs two things. One, a large network of computers. Two, a commander called shots. Botnets are a useful tool for hackers in the black hat category. What is a rootkit? These are the ones that you don't want on your computer, as it's undetectable, undetectable, detectable by fire scanners, and even it even disables them. This is basically like spyware, but it's more destructive. It records copies, or it records data and copies files for transmission to a third party. Rootkits can also launch remote attacks on other computers and interfere with uh, web browsing and reinstall itself to prevent disinfection. So what is a tracking cookie? If you're familiar with spyware scanners such as Super Anti-Spyware or SpyBot, you can use it to scan your computer. You may detect uh, tracking cookies as a threat. You may detect about maybe hundreds of them. But are they all a threat? Uh, not necessarily. Tracking cookies or cookies are what make login authentication or browsing preferences possible. Cookies are there to personalize your browsing experience by tracking and storing your activities. However, depending on the website, tracking cookies may be used as spyware and steal personal information such as social security numbers or credit card details. Uh, Safer VPN states that if cookies aren't sent over HTTPS, they're readable by anyone on the network. Now that we have a rundown on what malware is and the different kinds of malware and what they do, it is important to know how to prevent them or to even remove them if your systems have been infected. First, avoid any suspicious emails that could potentially inf infect your computer. Luckily, Gmail can filter out spam mail, but there are times when even your most important memo or proposal from work could have been sent as spam. If that's the case, be sure to tell the sender that you may have not received his or her email. It could have been sent to the spam folder. So at this point, you're going to ask for their email address, what their subject line is, or if there's any direct links or attachments that could be important. 
That way you can single out the safe ones out of the many free trip to XYZ Island emails that are clogging up your folders. If you are even a bit curious about opening whatever goes into your spam mail, avoid it at all costs and delete it. Secondly, arm your computer with an antivirus and a malware scanner. Some people just use Windows Defender and that comes with just using your PC and that's fine. You can also pair it with a malware scanner such as Malwarebytes as it adds more to the safety. Malwarebytes is free to download and you can scan and eliminate anything from AdWord to Trojans. Just keep in mind that ransomware protection may require you to buy an actual premium version of the scanner, but if you surf the internet cautiously, you should have no problem running the risk of having your computer infected. You may also want to update your mal malware definitions regularly as new malware gets discovered daily. Lastly, if your systems have been infected, run your scanners immediately. The more you wait, the more backdoors are open for other malwares to get inside your systems and potentially corrupt and delete your files. You will also run the risk of having your computer open for hackers to access your data. Now, what if you have been infected by a rootkit? Disconnect yourself from the network to avoid spreading and attacking your home or work network. Boot into safe mode and run your virus scanner. Now, safe mode is a diagnostic startup mode used when your computer is not running at its best. If on safe mode, you may be able to expose a rootkit by running a scanner and remove it. There are several things to keep in mind when you want a safe computer to use or have a safe network at home, school, or work. Now, for a little tech tip. What if your computer was slow, loading at the same rate a sloth is moving? It takes 10 minutes to boot up, your programs and applications load at slow speeds, or even your or you even encounter a blue screen of death. True or false, does that always mean you have a virus? Well, if you think about it, paranoia might kick in, you, you run your malware scanner, scanner and it comes out clean. Now that's assuming no rootkits are involved. Slow computers does not always mean you have any type of malware. We have to consider at least two things. For one, what has been going inside your computer over time? The more you have been using your computer, especially on a Windows PC, uh, new files will be created and downloaded on two of your folders, your temporary files and your registry. A temporary file is a type of file to hold information temporarily after the file is created and is used as a backup just in case your computer or program cat or computer crashes. So a registry is a database where registry, registry keys are created. These keys are created when new hardware or software is installed or a certain setting on your computer has changed. Over time, these files will be created on your computer, possibly clogging up some room into your hard drive. And programs that start up on boot, please dis uh, just disable them on startup, like your iTunes or other unnecessary programs taking up your time. So. Secondly, your computer just be get, could just be getting old. After a while, parts of the computer may be showing signs of wear and tear, such as a dying hard drive. So depending on the hard drive, such as a mechanical drive, it can show signs of slowing down because if it's moving parts that could have been affected. You're going to hear loud clicks, which means the hard drive is about to die. About to die. So uh, consider getting an SSD or an M.2 hard drive because it has a low risk of giving itself out over time. It's a faster but expensive alternative to a mechanical hard drive. It could still fail, but chances of that happening are about not as much as a mechanical hard drive. So do some regular maintenance and uh, do some regular updates on some parts once your, once your computer components get older. Uh, just research what, what it's compatible with and you should be fine. So to answer the original question on whether your computer is slow, having it affected by a virus, it's false. 
Now that we've gone over what malware is and the types of malware there are and how to prevent or remove them and detect it, I hope to have raised some cyber awareness. The reason why I want to raise this issue is because concepts of uh, technology raise light bulbs every second. While technology can be con- it can be convenient, it also gives hackers with malicious intent new ideas as well. Cyber threats can raise questions and fear because people want to protect their privacy. In this new era of technology, I feel like issues like this should be addressed so that way people can use their devices, tools, and other pieces of tech without any concern. Now before I close off, here is something that I want you guys to think about before the next episode. Are all hackers bad? I'll be touching upon that the next episode. There are also other great shows on this program, um, so be sure to check those out as well. So. I am running out of time, unfortunately, so I won't be taking calls. So um, if you guys have any uh, questions or comments, uh, please email me. Uh, it's freddieb at newheightseducation.org. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in and hope to see you guys next time. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to rate us and follow us on your podcast player. Check out our show page, radio.newheightseducation.org, for monthly announcements and other happenings. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.